Hey everybody, this is Brian Holly with Apostolos LLC, and this is According to the Pattern, where we discuss doing God's business, God's way. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. This is Brian Holly again with Apostolos LLC, and this is According to the Pattern. And I'm so excited about the episode tonight. I know um, it's been a little bit of time since we've done a new episode, but um, this is an important one because this is episode number 10. And uh, many of you say, well, what's so big about episode number 10? Well, episode number 10 is uh, episode number 10. We're, we're, we're crossing a threshold in our obedience to the Lord. And that's very, very important. You know, part of the reason why I do this, part of the reason why we have this podcast, and this is number one reason, because just like Jesus said, in John chapter 8 that he wanted to do those things that please the Father the Lord said to me a couple years ago to do a podcast and you know I've done a broadcast and I actually want to get back to doing some of that I I actually enjoy doing you know the broadcast the live streaming you know I enjoy some of that but the Lord said to do a podcast and I want to do those things that please the Father. So when he gives an instruction, because I'm in love with him, right? Isn't that what Jesus said? That if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So because I love him, I want to be diligent about keeping his commandment. And I don't just want to do it. It's not that I just want to do a, you know, a podcast to hear myself talk, but... I really want to, one, do it with excellence, and I want to do it in the way that it glorifies Him and that it's fruitful, because God wants us to be fruitful in all things that we do, especially the things that we do for His kingdom. So my desire tonight is that in this episode that it would bear fruit. It would bear fruit in the lives that of those that are hearing it, that it would bear fruit for the people that will be impacted by it, that it would produce something in regards to the will of God in their life that will help them grow in God and that will help them, watch this, go in God and go with God. Now, when we talk about this in terms of business, when we talk about this in terms of family, when we talk about this in terms of who we are as individuals. We can't do it unless we are completely honed in with the reality of who God is and who we are in God. And this is something that actually has to come to us by revelation. 
And there are some reasons why that it comes to us by revelation. One of the reasons why it comes by revelation is because God is the gatekeeper of all knowledge. And that's what he wanted to be in the very beginning. Well, how do we know this? Because there were two trees in the garden. One of those trees were called, or it was called, the, the, the tree of life. But there was another tree that he gave them an instruction not to eat from. And the name of that tree was the knowledge of good and evil. And so many times we focus on the name of the tree. I believe God put his focus and emphasis on what the tree was going to produce. Because he told them that if they ate of that tree, that they would surely die. And that's exactly what happened. Now understand the name of the tree is the knowledge of good and evil. God was the gatekeeper of all knowledge from the very beginning even before the foundation of the world. And this is significant because I believe that God didn't want them to usurp his authority in accessing knowledge because what it was going to do was allow them to come into the knowledge of all things. And that's not something that as human beings we're equipped to handle. That's why we don't know everything. And God still has to restrict us today. Now, we're living in days where knowledge is so accessible, and it's not just social media where there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of articulation of different things that sound like it's true, but it may not be true. It's a lot of knowledge about a lot of different things and a lot of opinions and a lot of different things like that communicating, but let's talk about Google. And let's talk about even Duck Duck Go, if that's if I'm saying it right. There's Yahoo and there's, you know, there there's all kind of search engines where we can just get onto the internet and begin to access knowledge. I mean, in the day and age that we're in right now, AI is beginning to really explode and people are so, you know, concerned. You got, you know, one crowd that says, hey, AI is all good right? AI is all good. And they're finding ways to be innovative with AI and make money with AI. And then you've got another crowd that's like, hey, you know, AI is here to take over. You know, they're going to start doing a bunch of stuff with AI. We're not going to be able to tell human beings, you know, because of AI, you know, we're not going to be able to know what's real and what's not real because of AI. And AI is artificial intelligence. And so there's, this this uh, whole mindset, you know, of people that are are really worried about what's happening with AI, and really they're they're more concerned about what's happening with AI in the wrong hands, in the hands of somebody that you know has evil thoughts or an evil motive uh, or an ill motive in terms of how they want to use AI and what they want to do with it. But what are they talking about? We're talking about knowledge. We're talking about knowledge, and knowledge is so accessible in the days that we're in right now. And we can learn about different uh, ways to do business, different ways to budget, different ways to handle uh, finances, different ways to, um, you know, uh, have a successful marriage, different ways to raise our children. Um, you know, knowledge is you know, increasing to the degree 
And the Bible talks about knowledge being puffed up because there's a lot of people that are gaining knowledge, but not a lot of people that are doing anything with it. And some of the people that are doing something with it, you know, are using it in a way that's, you know, ill intended. And so why is this important? Because God, when he became, when God, God establishing himself as gatekeeper of all knowledge was really being done as a way to protect us. Because understand, the, the, the tree was called the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So I believe that God wanted them to come into the knowledge of what evil things were and what things were evil. But because they usurped his authority and how they accessed that knowledge, they opened themselves up to not only gaining the knowledge of the evil thing, but they also made themselves available to getting a desire for the evil thing. And so if God was to present to them and reveal to them, you know, that this thing is evil, something is evil because he's the gatekeeper of the knowledge then he could also restrict the, de the desire for the evil thing from being imparted to us. And when they ate of that tree, they now stepped outside of God's protection. They stepped outside of God's government. And so today we have a lot of people that, you know, think of themselves as God. And so, you know, it doesn't matter if you say you don't believe in God and if you, you know, who you worship, if you have a different religion, you don't serve Jesus Christ. It really doesn't matter because there's a lot of people that, you know, are saying that they're Christian, that they're actually only living for themselves. They never really put any kind of focus on what God would want them to do. They never put any focus on, you know, why they're here on the earth. They never put any kind of focus on the purpose of God. They're just here living for themselves. So in essence, even if they're saying they're Christian, and that they're Christ-like or that they're living here for Jesus, they're really only thinking about themselves, essentially making themselves their own God. And so it's important that we realize that God being the gatekeeper of all knowledge established that he wanted us to come into the knowledge of the truth by revelation. <laughs> oh my gosh. He wanted us to come into the knowledge of the truth by what is revealed to us by Holy Spirit. Now, this is important because in order for it to be revealed to us and in order for us to come into the knowledge of the truth of what's been revealed, we have to have an established relationship with him in order to have the revelation uh, imparted to us by the Spirit of God. That's why what he does first is make known to us who he is and who we are in him because it establishes the relationship which gives authorization for us to receive revelation. <laughs> and God actually wants to give us revelation regarding every area of our life. So understand that our life and how productive we are in this life, it only happens by understanding. And it's significant because God wanted us to have understanding of his will so that his will could be accomplished. So the more we understand of the will of God, 
or more understanding that we have of the will of God, then the more that the will of God will actually be done in the earth. Jesus restricted himself to gain knowledge of the will of God. I only do those things that the Father shows me, or I only say what the Father reveals to me, or, you know, things of that nature. He restricted himself to only do what the Father revealed to him by the Spirit of the Lord because his whole intent was to do the will of the Father. And essentially, that's the position that is desired for you and I, that our intention would be to do the will of God. But in order for us to do that, we've got to have understanding. So like when we read scripture in Proverbs chapter three, that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Well, if I'm not to lean to my own understanding, whose understanding should I be leaning to? See, there's, a, there's an understanding that comes to us from a higher realm, that comes to us by the Spirit of God, that he gives to us through revelation. So he still wants to restrict knowledge. I think it's actually out of his mercy that we don't know all things. We are so ill-equipped to handle a lot of the knowledge that we have. We are so ill-equipped because our desires are all out of whack. <laughs> the internal motherboard that, that controls the desires, it's all out of whack. It's all out of whack without God. The flesh is wide open to do whatever. The flesh is wide open to do whatever the flesh thinks pleases itself. And the flesh is completely intended on accomplishing it. The flesh only wants to do what the flesh wants to do. As a matter of fact, those who are listening to it needs to just look at look look at yourself in the mirror and tell your flesh, say, flesh, I know that you only do or that you only want to do what you want to do. And this is the reality of the flesh. This is why the scriptures declare that the flesh is in, uh, you know, a fleshly mind is in enmity or an enemy against God. The flesh doesn't want to have anything to do with the things of God, right? The flesh will reject the revelation of God. The flesh will reject the revelation of the will of God, the revelation of the ways of God, because the flesh only wants to do what the flesh wants to do. So we can't lean on our own understanding because our understanding could be coming or the source of our own understanding could be the flesh. And in order for us to do the will of God as we were created to do, we've got to have understanding that is given to us by the Spirit of the Lord through revelation. What does that mean? It means accurate alignment with the will of God requires understanding. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So if I don't have any understanding of what the will of the Lord is, then I'm walking around here unwise. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as those who are unwise. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat of those who are foolish. If I don't have understanding of what the will of the Lord is. And, and 
hear me on this. It doesn't matter what I'm accomplishing in the earth. To the natural man, it could appear that there's great things and there could be great things, great feats that are being accomplished. I, I could be doing tremendous things and having and experiencing a tremendous amount of success, but it doesn't mean that I'm actually doing what I was actually created to do, that I'm walking out the works that were prepared for me to walk in beforehand, before the foundation of the world. And that's what's most important. And that's where we have a major deficiency because in order for us to come into the knowledge of it, we have to have revelation, but we have to be in relationship in order for the revelation to be authorized for us to receive it. Wow, I just said a mouthful right there. So even in regards to your business, understand, even in regards to your family, even in regards to your life of worship, your, your walk with God, you, you could be completely successful in terms of building businesses and prospering and running businesses, but your family could be suffering because you lack revelation from the Spirit of the Lord on have, how to have a successful family. You might be leaving legacy of riches and wealth, like it says in, in the book of Proverbs that a house and riches are the inheritance of fathers. You might be leaving you know, natural wealth, material wealth, and possession and different things. You might be passing that on throughout your bloodline, throughout your generations, and there's nothing wrong with that. But understand that Abraham was chosen because he God knew that he would raise his household. He would teach his household in the way of God. He would command his household in the way of God. And in order for us to do that, we have to have knowledge of the ways of God. And the Lord wants us to come into that by revelation that's given to us by the Spirit of God, because it establishes or it's our basis for understanding. That's what revelation is. And revelation doesn't bring confusion. Revelation should bring us into clarity about who God is, about who we are in God, and about his will for our life. That's what revelation should do. So understand, this is something that God is very motivated by. And that's why I believe that, you know, the main part to me that always sticks out, there's two main parts that sticks out to me. Well, one, th there's actually three. And, and let me just say, first of all, I find it extremely uh, significant that the disciples, the apostles, out of all the things that we see in Scripture that they saw Jesus do, they said, they asked for Jesus to teach them how to pray. <laughs> so how important is prayer to the will of God? How important is prayer to knowing the will of God? How important is prayer to walking out the will of God, the will of God being accomplished? They must have saw something, you know, very significant in terms of Jesus and his commitment to his prayer life and Jesus and the power that will flow through him in the ministry and the way that he walked and the way that he saw things and the way that he reasoned and the way that he interact, interacted with people and how he did things and, and the miracles that would take place. They had to have seen a connection between their prayer, Jesus's prayer life and the ministry that would come through Jesus.
Oh, my goodness. So I think it's significant that they ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. Right. I also think it's significant that they begin the Lord's prayer. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we know that Jesus was the son of God. And every time he would declare himself as the son of God, what he was saying was, is that I am an equal with him. <laughs> I'm, I'm an equal. In other words, I'm just like him. I'm of the God kind. I'm a part of who he is. And Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. That's why in the book of John, it says that those who believe and receive him, those who believe and receive, receive the, or those who believe in his name, they, they receive the power to become a son of God. I, I'm going to go to this scripture in John chapter one. I, I don't want to misquote it because this is important to understand because sometimes we, we put Jesus out there. And we say that that was just for Jesus. And then we, we miss the fact that that way has now been made for us to come into and to live out of. He wants us to live out of that place, out of a God identity that we have been given by revelation, that we have complete clarity of. That's without confusion that we've now been authorized to walk in, that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Because that's what happens wherever revelation comes. It establishes the kingdom of God that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Oh my goodness, this is so important. This is why I want to put more focus, not just on how to have a successful business. And we could talk about different biblical principles and how to prosper and how to make money. But my assignment in the earth is to help make disciples, is to make disciples. And so I meet a lot of people in business, a lot of people uh, who are in, in, you know, in worship, worship leaders, a lot of people in ministry, mainly leaders who, you know, they're not really being discipled. And because they've got this personality, because they've got this aura, because they've got, you know, this way about them, people just kind of let them you know, be status quo in terms of their relationship with God, because they might have money, they might have status, they might have power, they might have good looks, they might have some talents, some skills and abilities that wow people. And so people don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to ruffle any feathers because of those things. And we're leaving people not being discipled, not coming into a greater degree of who they are in God. So what's the greater measure? That's why we have to walk circumspectly, because we need God's perspective in terms of who that person is and what he wants out of their life. Wow. So let's get back to this. This scripture in John. John chapter one, the gospel of John chapter one and verse 12 says, but as many as received him. Now watch this. It says to them. He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, that's powerful. Now, watch this. It says, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, 
but of God. That means that when we get born again, because we, by faith, believe in his name, believe he's the son of God, believe that he died for our sins, believe that he was resurrected from the grave, we receive him as Lord, we receive him as Savior, we now receive the right to become just like him. How? By becoming a part of him. And revelation gives us keys to walk in the oneness of who we are with him. And allow God to put himself on display by manifesting himself in and through us and on our behalf for the advancing of his kingdom. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that we're in times where it's so important for us to begin to prioritize our relationship with God in all things. Our relationship with God should not be secondary because our relationship with Him authorizes the revelation of all things pertaining to life and godliness so we can be effective in every area of our life this life he wants us to be fruitful in the eternal things in this life because it puts him on display one thing that I've been cognizant of recently is that in Romans 12 when it says by the mercies of God for us to present our bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God watch this which is our reasonable service it's so apparent to me that we're exchanging our body to become a part of his and that's why we need revelation I don't want to waste my time trying to be my own God anymore. I don't want to waste my time trying to just do things that only please my flesh. But I want to give my time and I want to redeem the time by doing those things that please Him. In my life as a man, you can do it in your life as a man or as a woman, as a husband, a wife, a son and a daughter, a CEO, a worship leader, a professional athlete. Doesn't matter who it is and, and doesn't matter who you are and what you do. You can give your life to do those things that please him. You can say, God, I don't want to be my own God and I don't want to lean into my own understanding. Give me revelation. In Ephesians, I got saved in 2001 and I would say that, I don't know, um, probably seven months after I got saved, I was given a book 
that talked about the authority of the believer and it had these prayers from Ephesians 1. I'm just going to read them. It says, starting at verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, did not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I begin to pray this prayer every day, and I still to this day pray this prayer every day. And the things that God reveals to me, what it did, it, it, it created a capacity in me to, to receive the revelation of the things of God. As he, decide, as he decided and designed to reveal them. As he determined to reveal them. So, my prayer is that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of his calling. That you would have an understanding of his inheritance for your life. That you would understand about his power that works. It's still working in the earth and it's working in you. And it's working on your behalf. That he is seated in heavenly places far above all principality and might and power and dominion, even political ones, <laughs> even spiritual ones. We put so much focus on taking out the witch and the warlock, but won't deal with the rebellion in the heart of men. I believe just like in this time, this is a time when kids go back to school we're getting back to the basics to the foundational things where there's been a breach where there's been a lack of understanding God is calling us to come back to school to start learning of him again but this time it's in a deeper way this time it's in a way that we're going to be rooted much deeper, much stronger so that we can remain in the things that are coming on the earth in the days ahead. If this is you and you want to do this, say yes, Lord. And if you don't know Jesus Christ and you want to be born again, then just begin to call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved.
Just repent and receive him as your Lord and Savior. And then begin to ask him to reveal his will for your life and be willing to walk in it. Until next time, be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of According to the Pattern, where we discuss doing God's business God's way. Again, this is Brian Hollywood Apostolos LLC. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like a free consultation to see how to align your life and your business according to God's pattern, go to ApostolosLLC.com. Until next time, be blessed.